Welcome to the Dips and Chips podcast, where Emma, O'Brien and myself talk about all of our wild swimming escapades while we do some research for our Dips and Chips book, An Illustrated Guide to Wild Swimming in Central England. Hello. Hello. Good morning. How's it going? Morning. How are you? I'm all right. I'm a bit tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit early in the morning, isn't it? So here we are recording remotely at half past seven in the morning. <laughs> I was trying to remember what episode it is. I don't know. Yeah. But I was just actually, Penny, you know, before all this, mm. before the lockdown, the dark, dark mornings and, and all of that, we'd have been up anyway going for a swim wouldn't we at this time so this isn't really early but it is now <laughs> we would either have already been in the river for seven o'clock or yeah. we'd have been already halfway through our swim set at cough baths because not cough yeah. baths um uh, at uh, the alan higgs we'd yeah pool for seven o'clock <laughs> things change <laughs> i don't know it's going to be hard to go back yeah. it'll be good to go back but it'll it will be hard, but yeah, it will be good. You do feel better when you've done it. And of course, I'm missing I'm missing the wild swimming anyway, aren't you? Oh, yeah, massively, massively. I tell you, um, just um, one of the things I re- realise is, so I don't go out the house very often at the moment um, because, you know, I don't, I don't go to work and I work out on my bike upstairs and I can go for days without going out the house. Sometimes I go for a jog or I run an errand, but I remember... Yeah. That's what, why the wild swimming was so powerful back in the summer. Because, again, we weren't really going anywhere. And I realised we went to some of the rivers. I hadn't been out of my little patch of Coventry for weeks on end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not good for you, is it? No, no. And I think it's really easy to sort of slip into not going out, isn't it? And then find it hard to go out. So, yeah, it just... It's nice to, to, to catch up and talk anyway, definitely, isn't it? And I know it's remotely, but we do we do a bit of video chat as well. So you can see that there is another person there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I guess, I mean, I say I don't go out the house, so I don't physically go out the house, but I've still got contact with people. I mean, more than just my husband, um, you know, because I've got clients and people that I talk to. And sometimes, uh, oh, I do an online class every now and again so I do do see people and so I'm fortunate like that um but there must be people really struggling you know with all of this lockdown COVID stuff really being affected by isolation and loneliness yeah I mean I've I've got obviously you know I I teach as well so I've got a couple of afternoons where I'm out and I'm I'm in a a classroom so that's really nice because I get to see I get to see small faces and I like small faces. So it's nice and we get to do some artwork. So that's really lovely. Yeah, I um, to see, see people being creative. That must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Tell us last week. Anything exciting? Um, just, you know, oh, I've been, I've been, I've been doing a bit of baking. We did talk about cake last time, I think, didn't we? And I, I did make some cake and I'm, I've got to do some baking today as well. Oh, so um, tell us what just, you're baking. Oh, today I'll be baking. Um, so I bake for Emily's Cafe in Elston, the vegan cakes there. So um, I am doing, uh, my mind's gone blank. Uh, <laughs> sorry, a cherry baked oil cake. Oh. A, um, 
some red velvet cupcakes and a raspberry and white chocolate cake, which we, do you know, I think those recipes will all be in the book because they are possibly cakes that we have all had on our swims. So that's very exciting. And I kind of regularly do those three flavours and a Biscoff flavour. We do that quite often. Oh, yeah. Now that sounds nice. <laughs> so what's your top tip for vegan baking? Uh, don't overmix, yeah. basically. Yeah, dry ingredients first, wet ingredients afterwards. You literally just chuck it all in, hardly mix it, bash the air bubbles out of it because you need the rise and you don't, you've not got your eggs. So you, you, you're missing one of your ingredients that binds and rises. So, um, yeah, I've had it easier, actually. And before I was vegan, I didn't really make cakes. Oh. We just bought cakes, so we didn't do much baking at all. It's only since we've become vegan and there was nothing really available. It's a lot better now. But when we first started, there wasn't many treats available. You know, you could probably get an own brand shop digestive biscuit if you were looking. Other <laughs> <laughs> than that, there was nothing. So we had to make our own. Nice. So anything else exciting in the last week? So you've been baking cakes, anything else? Drawing, doing tons and tons of drawing for the book. The light is very much at the end of the tunnel now for the drawing. I can see it. I can see the end of it. And I've just been counting up, actually, Penny, before we started talking this morning. Um, I've done 161 swim drawings. So that's um, not including the non well, they are swim related, but not related to any specific swims. Uh -huh. So, you know, the ones about the magic bus and, and swim kits and stuff like that. But yeah, 161 so far. And I've literally only got seven swims left to illustrate. How cool is that? Apart from all the ones that we will be doing after we've launched the book. So, but yeah. it'll be good to court right up to that point. Yeah, so then we haven't got so much work to do once we are successful with the crowdfunding. But yeah, how cool is that? 60 know, swims very... written, 160 drawings. Um, how amazing is this book going to be? It's going to be so cool. <laughs> very exciting. So I'm trying to think what I've been doing in exciting in the last week. Um, so yeah, I've been working on the marketing campaign for Dips and Chips. I wrote an article for our local uh, community newspaper the echo so that was quite nice they were really supportive um in my own life uh yeah i just i don't know i just feel like my life revolves around training really so the key thing in my day is to do some exercise so i either get on my turbo or i get on or go for a run i suppose a highlight is my, my shoulder so my shoulder is getting better um I, I so yeah I feel good about that but it was funny I went to see I finally went to see the physio the other week I thought I was doing really well because I was doing uh sort of rehab exercises and I've done it every day for three weeks and the physio you know looked at me and then he was like yeah well here are some exercises you need to do but you need to do them every day every hour every hour he said I was like oh, oh God. it's bad isn't it yes yeah um but anyway I uh, can't say I'm doing them every hour, but I am doing them more, more than once a day and it is getting better. So maybe when we can go to the river next week or in a week or two, or when the pool's open, I might actually be able to swim. That'd be amazing. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? And so well, it's they... only, only been you know, December, January, it'll only have been three months. Oh, although do you think um, when we can go back to the river, you'll actually be putting your face in? I won't be putting my face in. There's no chance of that. <laughs> Not until, it, not until it's like 18 degrees. 
<laughs> not until it's the middle of summer. Yeah. The water's clear and sparkling. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, I've turned, I've gone, I've gone weak. Um, so like, uh, I have a bit of a reputation and, and my family, the Wilkin family has a bit of a reputation for, well, it, it's middle of winter and freezing cold and pouring down with rain and little nine year old Penny, you've got tonsillitis and, and, oh. and you're taking um, penicillin, but we're still going to hike up a mountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like, um, it's freezing cold. The lake is frozen, but we're still going to go sailing. That's what we used to do when I was a kid. So I still have a little bit of a reputation like that as a triathlete. It's raining. So what? It's freezing cold. So what? You're just going to get dressed up and go out on your bike. There's no such thing as bad weather. Uh, just bad clothes, right? Yeah. But I went out for But all of this lockdown staying in your house, it's making me soft. So um, I, I made myself ready to go for a run the other day. I, I was messing about, taking my time, procrastinating, faffing about, dragging my feet. Finally walked out the door. And guess what? It was raining. Oh it was smashing <laughs> it down with rain. I turned around and went back in the house. You know, stropped about the house, going, I can't run in that. I can't possibly run in that. Walked around the living room, going, look at look at the weather pool. Look, it's raining. Look, I can't run in that. And in the end, he gave me a bit of a talking to and told me to stop being such a drip. And I had yeah. to go out and get it done. And I went out and ran in the rain. And of course, it was fine. I love running in the rain, actually. Because once you get going, you're fine, aren't you? I've, yeah you don't don't get cold do you it just depends I, yesterday though i must admit i did get up for a run and i got dressed and no do you know what i didn't even get dressed because i thought oh there's been a new layer of snow yeah and I kind of looked out and I, I, I went downstairs and i thought i'll go out the front door because i was worried that it was a bit icy underneath the snow and i walked around in my slippers for a bit in the front yard <laughs> I was sliding my feet thinking is it a bit slidey will I fall over if I go for a run and I thought oh I'm just overthinking this and knowing me I probably will fall over and break my leg or something and then we'll be stuck when we need to do our book launch so I just went back to bed <laughs> it was the best yeah. <laughs> no I wouldn't run yesterday morning because of the snow I mean people do but you need to have experience and confidence and trail shoes and stuff like that but yeah I wouldn't have run yesterday I'm looking at it this morning and yeah I might run later on but I'm probably I don't know I might even drive to the memorial park and just run around the memorial park um because that's all gritted there's, there's no snow or anything um so uh, let's move on let's talk about dips and chips so today yes. we're going to talk about Warwickshire and some of the swims in Warwickshire. So just give us a bit of a flavour of what Warwickshire is like for swimming and some of the things you like about it. Okay, so I was thinking about this earlier because um, you'd said, you know, like we're going to talk about our favourite swim um, in, in Warwickshire. And, you know, I mean, I've only been swimming outside for, a, 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 what, three years, four years. And, you know, we do the quarries and other than that it was kind of Stratford in the Avon um around in the old bathing place or in the summer we swim into Stratford and walk back or sometimes swim back upstream so that's kind of got my heart a bit and I like that because I've done it so often but I must admit my favorite spot is Milecliff because we went there didn't we at the start of the summer last year we were just coming out of lockdown going oh my God, we're going to have to do our channel relay. We, we need to do some um, 
training where can we train you know and um we did our qualifier didn't we in 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 the avon at Malcliffe up to bidford and back again and it was just magical i loved it and i did too you know two two hours in there so i think that's definitely my favorite it's easy to get in there the water was beautiful there were certain areas where it was a bit whiffy you know when we went past the marina but other than that it was just gorgeous and then we did your swim camp there as well where we got all the newbies in at the um at the big meadow and swam downstream it was just really lovely so i think i love that place the best so go on tell us a little bit more about the river you know what it's like how you get in how you get there sorry yeah i kind of went off on a bit of a tangent so um well it depends doesn't it? it really depends on the weather with the river and we found that quite a lot i think every winter and autumn you you're reminded that the rivers aren't always that clear looking and and lovely and they warm up and cool down really quickly as well don't they you can go one day and it'll you know they're really really dependent on the out and the outside temperature um sort of to you know they can, at this time of year it's just been a bit tricky they're quite high if we've had a lot of rain they're fast and they're muddy and then your entry that you've always got in that's really easy to get in has disappeared so I mean certain spots have certain places to get in that are easier than others so sometimes it's just a bank isn't it that you go down but a lot of the spots we swim on the Avon we get in on fishing pegs which are the little so go on. Tell us specific, go on, talk specifically details about Mile Cliff. So if someone was thinking of going there, and think in the summer, so what's it like um, to get in and out and how do you find it and what's special about it? Okay, so, you know, you head head through Bidford on Avon um, towards Mile Cliff, the village, and then um, as you get into the village on the main road, you're heading sort of towards Cleve Prior. You take a right, there's a road called The Bank, which is a a T-junction road. So it's a it's a dead end, but you go right to the bottom of it. There's some beautiful cottages down there, really lovely sort of oil painting cottages. And um, there's like a little dirt road that you follow down. And it so the village um, of Marlcliff, it it's tiny, isn't it? I mean, it's not even yeah. a village, is it? It's like a little hamlet, and you wouldn't go through it. It's not a through road, is it? Um, so you'd only be taking that road if you were going to the village otherwise you wouldn't pass through it would you 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 carry on through it to get to Cleve Prior I believe which is one of our a a different swim spot further down the river um we just sort of you can drive I've driven past there I've cycled past there for years and never actually been to the village of Mile Cliff so I'm just saying that it's tucked out of the way even if you know the area you might not have been to the the village and um so you go over Bidford and and the bridge and everything and you know it's all very pretty but then you take this right turn down the bank as you've said and then all of a sudden there are all these little pretty thatched cottages aren't they like like you've said and you're like oh I've just come out of Coventry and then suddenly there are these um, stunning you know oil painting type thatched cottages like you said yeah they're really gorgeous and then you yeah so you you when you get to the to the sort of end of that road um you follow the the track down then um which opens out at the bottom by by the river there's a big car park for the fishermen because a lot of these places where we go they are accessed and sort of owned by the different angling societies 
so there there's a car park so you know you're a bit mindful early in the summer's good when it's not fishing season so that's really good or late you know in the autumn and um so you can just park up literally next to the river and then there's a lovely bit of grass it's the end of a footpath so you can walk along the footpath there by the riverside to bidford um but we sort of get in just there you can set up a little camp if you want or just have everything in your car and then there's a couple of little fishing pegs which are just really easy so you can sit on them then like little tiny wooden platforms you can sit on and then dangle your legs in and then just plop in to the river you know and then it's good getting in and out that way because you're not scrambling up and down the bank and and possibly causing a bit of erosion to the river sort of the bank side there um to the right once you're in the river to the right is bidford and that is downstream no upstream to bidford is it upstream to bidford it is upstream. yeah uphill. Yeah, yeah it's a longer time to get up there sorry it is upstream and it's about a k is it one and a half k it might be a bit longer than that it's it's been a while since we've been is it i think it's more like a mile is it i remember i mean it just depends on the flow as well when we did yeah, our two hours it's not that strong a flow is it because it kind of it didn't take us that long we managed to get up there it wasn't a big slog to get up there it was just oh, I, I, don't, I don't know what swim you were doing i remember it being a big slog <laughs> it was fine it was fine and we met a lovely lady when we did our qualifier on a, a narrow boat that made it made mala coffee <laughs> yeah. got me a glass of water and then <laughs> we got to the bridge and it's a bit shallow at the bridge but then coming back down is just gorgeous really lovely and you get people walking along the the bank side sort of on the footpath asking what you're doing why are you in the river is that okay are you all right are you allowed to swim there is it fun is it warm all the usual questions is it deep is it dirty and um and then what's quite fun is if you keep going past where you got got in, you can go down to the weir at Malcliffe. And so from uh, from the entry point, if you turn left, turn left, feel the flow getting stronger and stronger as you get to the weir. So the nearer you get to it, the harder it is to get away from it. And I have in the past gone right to the weir and gone, woohoo, look at this, this is cool. And then thought, oh, it's quite difficult to try and swim away from it, actually. And had a bit of a panic, you know, and thought, oh, that, that's quite difficult without realising that, you know, it is a nice wide river. It is quite shallow in areas. And there were certain points where you could stand up and walk if you got a bit tired. So it's it kind of it just feels like a friendly river you know that that's that's nice and and easy and, it, and that stretch of it is really good for a good swim isn't it as we as we found out when we decided to do our qualifier that we were just blessed as well that day weren't we with beautiful outside weather we went really early but the sun had come out hadn't it by the time we finished and we got out ellie was cooking us some veggie sausage sandwiches and the sun was shining and it was just very lovely yeah I think all the times we went there we've been really really lucky with the weather yeah. um but yeah no like you say great place for doing a long swim but there's also like a little pool isn't there I mean a t small sort of area where you get in where you could just hop yes. about you don't actually have to Yes, you don't actually have to go for a long swim. And because it's so close to Bidford, like you said, on the swim camp, we 
got in at Bidford and kind of swam and floated down and then walked back, right? Yeah. So that's quite nice because there's a footpath all the way along. Um, and, yeah, when we did our long swim, Susan's husband and dog, right, walks up and down the riverbank as well. So it's yeah. quite a nice place if you've got people that don't swim and, you know, coming with you, you know, and want to have a walk or, you know, do something. Yeah. Um, so that's quite nice as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's definitely one of my favourites for Warwickshire. So um, I was going to say my favourite swim from Warwickshire is Welford. That's what I, the, yeah, Welford on Avon. Um, so a bit further along than Mile Cliff, also in the River Avon. And again, it's another, the village of Welford is a bit bigger than Mile Cliff. But again, it's another place that I've cycled through for many years and driven through. And you cycle along the main road road from Stratford and you go over the river and you get this amazing view of the river and the pub and some of the houses as you go over the bridge. But then usually you just carry on along that road. So I was quite surprised to discover that you could turn right. Uh, I can't think of the name of the pub. Is it the Bluebell Pub or the Blue Inn or something? But you can turn right um, down towards the river. And I, again, I'd never done that. And then there's this, again, another amazing village of stunning thatched cottages, which, again, you, you wouldn't notice or go through unless you were specifically going for a walk or, you know, or going to the village. So there are all these... 12th century cottages and there's a church and a vicarage and you know you just get a sense of the the history of the place and then it's not as convenient as Milecliff is it because you've actually got to park on the street and then like a few minutes walk from your car to the river isn't there um so you walk down to the river and then there's a weir um and above the weir is a pool so, you know, there are some big black barrels marking off the weir, so you've got no risk of kind of getting swept over the weir. But then the, the river kind of widens out above the weir, so there's a big, much bigger than the river, so I should say wider than the river at Mile Cliff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, much wider space to get in. And it, you know, it feels like a pool. And so then the difference at Welford is, that the riverbanks are really steep. Um, so it is a little bit more complicated to get in and out. So you do just need to check that you can get out before you get in. It's all very well saying, oh, you can get in there. But if you can't stand up and you can't reach the grass and there's nothing to push on, it can be really difficult to get out. So do you remember, I remember us the first few times we went there spending ages testing with a stick and deciding how we were gonna get in and looking at different places. Um, so you, but, but and, and then in the end we were like Mel you're going to have to get in you get in first and if you can't get out we'll all pull you out um, so we made Mel experiment Yeah. Um, and, and then it was fine wasn't it you know there were some little footholds that we could get out and you know it was all fine but because it was so deep Mel dived in and I was like oh look at this I've never dived in a river before I mean isn't it ridiculous but and, and she just does it without thinking about it and I was like oh well I can't let her dive in and and me not take the chance and then yeah it was, it was just um yeah fun just diving off the riverbank and yeah. what a, a little thing but I just remember the few times we went there we were locked down right we weren't really seeing anyone or going anywhere so 
come out of my little area of Coventry, discovered this amazing village with thatched cottages, only a half an hour drive from my house. And then there we are diving into the River Avon. Yeah, that was lovely, wasn't it? There was it was it was really nice in there. Like you said, it was really deep. So it was it was a nice it was a nice swim. And then we it was another place we went on the swim camp um, and we went the other side of the big barrels didn't we and swam into the pool where the weir is and climbed out and you could stand if you went through the weeds you could you could climb onto the wall where the weir is and stand on there and then Zoe was telling us all about the types of weirs and how the water was falling and flowing and telling us what was probably underneath so you know if you could jump off that one or if that one might be dangerous which was really really interesting um yeah and people get scared of weirs and you do need to take them so seriously. So here's a little bit of safety information about wild swimming. So um, weirs, weirs, like you say, are definitely dangerous. You can get sucked. If you go over a weir, you can get sucked in the water as it swirls back and things like that. So if you're swimming in a river, yeah, you need to just be careful of weirs. But they're not necessarily dangerous. They're not necessarily going to suck you over um so all of the weirs on the river avon in the summer when the rivers are not high and the flow isn't really strong are not going to suck you over and there's usually some big barrels aren't there or or some structures kind of marking them out so you know in advance there's going to be a weir and you know there's a section around it often like you said earlier you find the flow is a bit stronger when you get to a weir so you need to have checked all of that out to know that you can swim back upstream and of course I'm talking about in the summer here I'm not talking about in the winter where the flow of the rivers are a bit different um so yeah in in Warwickshire in the Avon when you're swimming there's no risk if you get sucked over a weir really and we we none of the weirs in Warwickshire are weirs that we've swam over or done anything like that um, they're not common places that people, swimmers, play around in. I mean, that one at Welford, it sounds like it might be possible with the right knowledge, the right safety cover and a kayaker and things like that to to see if it's possible to go over. But it's not a place that people do it. But in other rivers, there are places that people go over the weirs, right? You go, you flip through the wild guide and there are some amazing pictures of kids and families and things playing on a weir isn't it? I can't remember exactly where but have you seen those pictures yeah that, yeah I can't remember where that is now but you see see that quite a lot they're stood on the on the wall aren't they of the weir yeah. yeah yeah but you wouldn't go over the weir unless you'd had lots of local knowledge you understood how weirs operate and you know you've done proper safety checks and risk assessments yeah um, still there yeah sorry no I was just thinking because we got in we got were you with us when we got in um further downstream in Welford for down from the weir because we were looking for a place to get in just below it but I think it's private houses but there was it was really fast flowing it was really good fun and we got in um there were loads of really easy places to get in and there were loads of really easy places to get out as well a bit further down the river there were um bits where it was really shallow and really concretey, like old walls and stuff that you could climb up to get out and we did a few sort of in 
whizzing down really fast, climbing out, running back up, getting back in again. And we did that about four times. I think we took you. A, a, a... I was there. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because we, we kept saying, oh, we should come with the bodyboards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this kind of bodyboard down there because it was really fast. Uh, but didn't get. So that's something to know with the weir that often above as you as above stream of the weir as you get close to it the flow might get a little bit stronger but usually below the weir there is often a stronger flow below the weir and so we spent quite a bit of time walking up and down the bank checking out where we were going to get in and where we were going to get out and figuring it out and it was summer so it was lovely and warm so you could do that you know get in whiz down you know get out and walk back upstream but we've done quite a bit of work to kind of figure out if it was safe and um you know what the options were and and things like that but I mean amazing fun isn't it and and what a different way to experience a river yeah really definitely you know just to have that serene kind of nice area sort of above the way that you can kind of dive in swim around in not worry too much about up or downstream you know you, you're not going to float away and then just below the way have like really good fun going quite fast so yeah it's good that it changes like that as well cool well i'm looking forward to going back there sometime when it's a little bit warmer and the rivers aren't flooded yeah, definitely what should we talk about? What area should we talk about next week on next week's podcast? Um, I think it might be quite exciting to talk a little bit more about the, the campaign, you know, the Kickstarter and where we are with that and, and what, what sort of things we've got available for people. And then also, I think you were going to mention today, if we've got time really quickly, um, to talk about what's happening tomorrow. Yeah, so we discovered and have made friends with Cornwall Wild Swimming. So they are um, three people who are writing a guidebook about wild swimming in Cornwall. And they've got a photographer as part of their team. And he takes some amazing photographs of Cornwall. Um, yeah, so it looks like it's going to be a really stunning book. You know, they're all coming at it. They have all experienced some mental health um challenges and, and have discovered that swimming really helps their mental well-being and their mental health and they've got a strong environmental theme as well about protecting the countryside and being sustainable yeah so they're writing this amazing book about all about wild swimming in Cornwall and they started a crowdfunding campaign a couple of weeks ago and have met their targets and are over over their targets so they're going to get to go ahead and print their book which is amazing and we're going to be doing a facebook live with lydia from cornwall wild swimming tomorrow at five o'clock and we're going to be talking about yeah all about the book and places to swim in cornwall and yeah so really looking forward to that it's gonna be good yeah can't wait cool well and also what have you got planned coming up anything else exciting in you for the coming week what drawings are you going to write draw today um, so yeah, the next lot, well, I've got Leicestershire to draw and um, North Cotswold, so it's the it's the Windrush. <laughs> the Windrush, yeah. The poor old Windrush has been a bit polluted recently. Yeah. Um, we went in really lovely weather, didn't we, though? You know, um, we, we struggled with the Windrush to find it, an area that was deep enough to actually swim in, but 
um no i'm gonna revisit revisit it do some nice drawings on that and then i'll probably leave leicestershire till till last and then look at what else i need to draw lots of pictures lots of um recipes and stuff really i've got a lot of scanning to do today because i've got a week's worth of drawing to to get scanned in so yeah lo loads to do you're keeping me busy <laughs> yeah keeping you busy cool well good to talk to you and yeah don't forget to join us on the facebook live tomorrow and we'll be back next week for another episode of the podcast won't we we will talk to you then have a good week yeah take care <laughs> bye 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 that's it folks Thanks very much for joining us. Hope we've inspired you to go for a wild dip somewhere. Don't forget to share your favourite swim spots with us and hopefully you'll join us on our next episode.